Kansas, are you? Located? Um, I live in a town called Harper. It's just an hour south of Wichita. Okay. Biggest city in Kansas, but it's still not very big. So yeah. Right, right by the Oklahoma state line. Okay. So cool. So cool. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your day and uh, joining me and getting on the Clay's a four letter word bandwagon. Yeah, man. Great. It's good to be have asked. you have you listened to it at all? I haven't missed an episode yet. So. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be people are. I feel like the people that are listening to it are liking it, and I guess. I've kind of put myself into a corner that I'm going to keep doing it at least till yeah. January. So it's cool. Cause it's totally different. Like, uh, the Potter's cast and the boldly, they're all different, which is cool. Cause you don't get bored listening to the same people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. It's not as hard as I think people think it is. It's a little bit of work, but it's, it's kind of got to be willing to talk and talk with people, which is kind of sweet. Yeah, and I know I've said it before, but it's like we don't talk to each other enough anymore. It's all texting, it's all messaging, it's all like emailing, and you used to like call your friend. I remember I used to call my friend, and we would talk for like an hour. We would yeah, just exactly. talk. And now exactly. it's like, this is the only time I talk to people for an hour is when I do these podcasts. <laughs> so. I Which mean, is- I feel like I know you because we've messaged so much, but I've yeah. like actually heard your voice talking to me. Yeah, 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 I know. So that's what's, that's what's cool about this is like we're kind of getting to know each other. Then when... I'm sure sooner or later we'll we'll meet up at Enseca or something, or yeah, right, and sure. then we'll be like, hey, it's like I know you, even though I know yeah. you. That's how I felt when I met Tim, because I had done a couple live uh, Instagram lives with Tim, and we'd messaged. Yeah. So I met him for the first time. It was like I've never actually like shook your hand, but <laughs> I feel like I kind of already have a like friendship with you. Right. So it's cool to like you know kind of do stuff like this to kind of connect. So. So uh, I guess kind of the, the first question I ask everybody is like, you know, we're all in the ceramics world and we all, we're all at, we are, we're all where we are now. Like what's your story and like, how did you kind of get into the world of clay and yeah, where right. did you start? Um, yeah, it was kind of a, didn't really mean for it to happen. I guess when I hear a lot of people saying that they touched it the first time and it kind of grabbed them, it's kind of where I was at too. I went to uh, college for painting and drawing kind of a 2D art major, and I put off my 3D class just because I didn't want to do it too often. And uh, my junior year, I was at Goshen College up uh, Goshen, Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, took my clay, my ceramics one, and got through pinch pots and slabs and coils and finally got on the wheel. And, dude, I sucked. It was yeah. off. <laughs> it was like that one thing in the art world that didn't come natural. So I wanted to push and push and push and get it. And I think just all the hours I spent fighting it, I fell in love with it. Yeah. Still fighting it in a new way. I mean, every single day. But, yeah, it's like I don't even draw anymore. I don't paint anymore. Oh, really? So it's, it's kind of cool. But, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people go through that journey. There's I've, yeah. I have quite a few people who are, like, total 2D people. Then they kind of touch ceramics. And then it kind of, like, resonates with them on, on some different level. And yeah awesome which i mean it was kind of cool because like my senior thesis was coming up and we had to declare what we were doing it in and uh my teachers knew me as a drawing and painting major whatever and um i finally declared i'm doing it in clay and they're like you're supposed to do it in something you've worked in (laughs) i was like yeah but it's like what i love now so one of my buddies he actually was like dude you got to find a way to draw with clay and impress the hell out of him yeah up with this one i mean i didn't come up with it but i did some relief sculptures on tiles 
and uh, did figure drawings of different kids that I met, like in Haiti and Bolivia and uh, places wow. like that. And uh, so I brought that culture through clay and drawing together. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet because I still got to do my drawing. Uh huh. Okay. But I still got to add my clay. So they, the props were pretty happy. Um, pretty surprised, I think, that I actually pulled it off, only having one semester of clay. Yeah. Yeah, after that, man, it just stacks. So. So then you graduated from Goshen College, and then you yeah, you right. teach high school. Um, I graduated from Goshen with just a straight art degree. I had been in art education and through some different things, different happenings. I dropped the education, and I just wanted to focus on art. And um, actually, my last semester, um, I'm sorry, the semester before my last, we have to do it's called SST. It's a study service term. Uh huh overseas for a semester and basically learn just service right uh-huh. um, in school Mennonite faith so a lot of that has to do with service uh-huh. I actually I opted out of that and did uh, not overseas but I went to Miami Florida and I actually got placed teaching school at a school in little Haiti um, so I dropped education and then I was stuck teaching again <laughs> got away and then all of a sudden I was put right back into it um, but then I graduated from there in 2010 and signed up for a year of uh, service work, voluntary service in uh, in Bolivia. And so I went September, I left, and I was in Bolivia for, for a year. Um, and then I the last day before I was leaving, like this girl that we had been like really super good friends with, we like, you know, decided to start dating six hours before I got on a plane to like leave forever, you know? Oh geez. Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome, but it was like off at the same time. Like, what am I doing? But yeah, time, it felt right. We super like each other, so why not try it? And uh, we, yeah, within like two months, I was back down there and stayed for another year. Wow. Came back one more time for five months, and then went back down and married her. That's uh, awesome. Here, got her papers up here, and we've been here since 2013. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, that was three years that I didn't touch clay, I didn't think of clay, I didn't look at clay. Yeah. I was teaching kindergarten in a in a little uh, daycare kind of deal that's for, like, single mothers that didn't really have um, the, the economic background to support, like, their kids. So it was kind of like a pre-introduced daycare. Yeah. Was, I mean, that kind of replaced clay in my life for a long time. Uh, you were molding little kids instead of <laughs> clay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, yeah exactly right. Yeah, I mean, we came back here then in July of 13, and um, we had, between the two of us, we got married in March, and we had to stay till July till her papers came through, and uh, we got back here, and we had like two or three suitcases of clothes, a computer, and my parents' basement, and I had bought a wheel and a kiln before we left, so I was like, man, this is our only option, so we started just hammering out pots in the garage. And, and did she have any background in ceramics or clay? Or? No. She has background like in design stuff, okay, um, like interior design and graphic design stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, she had never seen like a potter's wheel. Yeah, about that. But I mean, we would, I'd throw pots at night. She'd come out and sit and just watch, and we'd talk, and that was our evening. Yeah, you know, we have TV or anything, so that's yeah. That's, we made pots, and that's an awesome foundation to build your guys' like lives on, though. Like yeah. that, that time is like invaluable, like. You look back on that. That's an awesome story. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible how it all works. Like, 
Because I hear a lot of my buddies who are like, yeah, I got to wait till my whole family goes to bed, then I go out and throw pots. That's what I have to do. But yeah, man. It's just like, it's I don't up. know. It's not. My family comes out and throws pots. I get home from work and they're excited, so we can go out and throw pots. Yeah. My little, once my little one, my youngest one is a little older. I can, my older one I can bring out here and he's cool. Right. My younger one's crazy. Like I have two kids, two and four. Yeah, right. And my four year old's like, he's a little more chill. My two year old's like insane. Like he's just like, <laughs> he's like the one that like you can't, like I feel like everywhere we go when we take my kids out, we're like, Maybe not all four of us, but like me and my three kids, me and my two kids are like three Tasmanian devils everywhere we go. Just like <laughs> loud and crazy. And it's like, and it's, I don't know. It's like, hey, it's, I, I always feel like when I'm like leaving a place, I always feel like I want to be like Han Solo when he walks out of the bar where he's like, sorry about the mess. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, right. I always want to be like, like, I wish I had a freaking, like, you know, $10 coin. I could just be like, flip it. Like, hey, sorry about the mess because the Reichs were here. But so I used to wait tables and call, like, at Chili's and Olive Garden. And, yeah. And I was a cook, another one. But I would have these families come in. I'm like, can they not control their kids? Like, holy crap. Now that I have a two year old, I, dude, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, you try so hard and they just tear everything up. Yeah. We don't usually go out to eat. Yeah, we're very surprised. rarely we go out to eat, but every once in a while it's we went to SeaWorld last we went to San Diego and SeaWorld last weekend and I met up with my brother and we had we went to dinner and lunch and breakfast and it was just like a shit show, but hey, we survived. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So you have a you have a two year old as well? Yeah, he just turned two in July. Oh, what July what? July twenty sixth. My two year old he turned two July fifth. Oh, right on. Cool. Hey, we get our kids together and yes right college yeah reading. yeah uh i wish i could get my two-year-old to like kind of chill out enough to i think my garage like my setup is not great like my setup is good for me but it's like in the little corner of the garage and like yeah for it's right sure. by the door it's right by the like garage door and i used to have the garage door open and uh -huh. he'll like run out and run into the street because he's he's psychotic but it's good yeah we got the exact same thing going. Like we constantly, we're jumping off the wheel, crashing a pot in the process, going to get him before he gets out in the street. Oh, okay. I've set up a little like, you know, those, uh, they come in like eight pieces where you can fold them into a square and they're like a fence. Oh yeah, yeah. We have one of those that we broke in half. We put half at the garage door so we can't get out. And we put half around our kilns so we doesn't like burn the crap out of I saw stuff. a picture of that, yeah. yeah we got a nice so setup for like three kilns, right? Yeah, I've got three kilns, yeah. Awesome. Okay. They're pretty sweet. Um, I actually just when I came out to get on on Skype, I uh, it threw an air at me. I changed all the relays today and the thermocouple and everything, and uh, I was just going quick and uh, threw the thermocouple went upside down. Uh, so about 150 and shut off. But I mean, those are easy. Flip around in two seconds. And, yeah. You know, and that's like everything I ever built in IKEA is like, oh, <laughs> backwards. Undo it and then redo it and then yeah. yeah. You're so never next step, you've got to go back like five steps. Of course, yeah. And then you right. can't find that little wrench or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then you, so now you teach high school, right? Yeah, right. So, so how, did, how did you become a high school ceramics teacher? Um, so we came back from Bolivia and uh, I actually got a job. I got a waiver from the state of Kansas to teach special ed at a high school. 
Um, and while I was doing that, I went back and got my teaching degree because um, I had everything except student teaching. So uh-huh. I just completed that out and got my uh, got my license. And um, then I got a job teaching elementary art for uh, kindergarten through eighth grade for four years. And then um, one of the local high schools up in Wichita, it's called Mays High School. It's an hour from my house. It, uh, they had an opening for a ceramics. And I mean, it's a huge high school for Kansas. So I was like, there's no way. Like, it'd be awesome, but I'm not even going to risk my, you know, my application. I don't want to get turned down, so whatever. And my wife's like, if you don't apply, you already got turned down. So you might as well just apply. Put your name in yeah. the list. Yeah. And dude, it was like, I don't know, two or three weeks later, I heard nothing. So I totally wrote it off. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call. And they're like, hey, you want to come interview? I was like, holy crap. So I went up. I'd never even been. I went to a school of 300 people. So I'd never been. I mean, this school, this high school is bigger than my college was. And so I walked in, and it was just this humongous place. And I was like, I don't know if this is right for me. Um, I interviewed and everything. And like a week later, I got a call. And they uh, they offered the job. So, yeah, I went up. And it was actually pretty sweet. Because teaching elementary, I had like almost 600 kids once a week. Oh, Oh, wow. You were rotating through all the schools? Uh, I just had two schools, yeah. So I oh, okay, two schools. Fifth, and I would do six through eight, but yeah, it was daily. And uh, so now this school has, I think, like 1,300 kids where I'm at now. But out of my classes, we're on a block. So I teach three classes a day, and uh, they're an hour and a half long and with a plan every day. Um, so I have maximum like 90 kids all day. Mm-hmm. So I'm tucked away back in the art hallway and i don't see anybody so i feel like i'm in a smaller school than i was at the elementary yeah pretty awesome that's awesome and how long have you been teaching high school uh it's my second year okay yeah i got through all last year and it was so sweet i had to do an art one and i had to do a drawing class yeah i'm like straight ceramics and now you're doing all ceramics uh, so i've got a wheel throwing class i have advanced hand building and i have a ceramics one so that's great. If weave them between, I have special projects where like they'll throw two or three kids in each class and they're independent study. Yeah. So, like we decide what they want to work on and they, they have nine weeks to just crank out pots. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been teaching for uh, like this is my 15th year and it's, it's an awesome, I mean, it's honestly, I feel so I'm unbelievably fortunate to have like landed in this position. Yeah, because it's like I'm gonna teach like I, like so I go back to work tomorrow. Tomorrow and Friday we have like uh, you know tomorrow Friday and Monday we have like our back to school like get your stuff together meetings and then Tuesday of next week is the first day and it's like yeah here we go again and I'm like oh I've been kind of not like thinking about it and now I'm like oh like the last this last week I've been like getting excited and a little bit yeah. like oh summer's over I spent all summer with my kids. My wife's a paralegal and she works from home, but she's been working all summer and it's been me and the two kids, like me and the two boys all summer. And it's like, <laughs> today is like the last day of like summer. Right. And, it's, and they're like, my older one, Owen, he's like, you mean, you're not going to hang out with us all day anymore? I'm like, right. sorry, dude. Like, yeah, that was going it's, back it's this rough. Like, I mean, leaving your kid at home and all of a sudden he's used to waking up and. Like, our routine was kind of like, I'd wake up with the kid and make breakfast for him, and me and him would eat, and I'd drink coffee, whatever. Yeah. Mom would come out, and I'd come out to the studio, and then they would come out, and he'd play in the studio. 
it was so sweet. And then all of a sudden, just randomly, I'm back at school, and he's like, "Where's, where's dad?" Yeah, <laughs> breaks your heart, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh. but it's awesome that you get so much time off. Like, I think that's oh, the thing yeah. that is the most amazing part is like you work, you have to work hard and you have to really put yourself out there to a certain degree. And you have so much as a teacher is not just teaching like oh yeah, so much stupid paperwork and emails and like yeah. stuff that you have to do. And, but then it's like when we're doing our teaching thing, it's like, dude, we're doing ceramics. Like we're doing right. clay. I'm worried about like clay and kilns and glazes and like loading kilns <laughs> and like firing things and other right. teachers which you know all the respect to all the other teachers for other subjects but i'm like they're taking home stacks of papers and i'm worried about like oh i gotta load a kiln and fire a kiln and like yeah i'm so grateful that's my life they come to work in a suit and tie every day with like a big old satchel full of papers yeah here i am coming in the last minute with like jeans and a t-shirt and like smile it's because i'm pretty excited yeah your dirty ass shoes i'm like I'm like, I'm like notorious for at my work. I'm not the cleanest thrower, but I'm relatively clean when I throw. But when I'm teaching, I end up doing a lot of the like, my hands are a little bit dirty or yeah. like, you know, like you kind of do the quick rinse. And then I like wipe my, I wipe my hands on like my butt and my thighs. Kind of, I'm like, I dry them off because I'm like, yeah. I hate wasting paper towels. So then I go to like meetings after school, I go to like IEPs or something. Or I go meet with somebody and I sit in their chairs and then it's like they know where I'm at because they like there's like a clay butt cheeks not yeah. butt cheeks but there's like clay on the thing and the administrator was like did you have a meeting in conference room B yesterday yeah <laughs> like I know and it's like <sighs> but yeah it's like and they're like they're like teachers are they're like you're always fucking dirty dude like yeah right apron I'm like. I don't like wearing an apron when I'm teaching. I'm like, I'm bouncing around. I should, and the other teachers do, and it's a really simple solution. But I'm like, I'm not, I've never been an apron guy. You know, that's yeah, just me. I'm not an apron guy at all. I've got tens of them sitting there. It's like, I'm not putting an apron on. That's just not my style. Yeah, I'll put a towel over my legs when I throw sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But when I, when I sit, but now I stand, so I don't really have that issue. When I'm at home, I stand. So, but yeah, yeah. like, I'm freaking pig pen. But it's clay, not like, Dirt and grime. It's, it out, so it's good. Yeah. Do your students like? Do they forget to wipe their hands and go touch everything in your classroom? In my classroom? Yeah. So if I don't get it. Like my kids will throw and they'll be covered in like their slime. Oh yeah. And it's like, hey, we're gonna go grab your clipboard and sign out of class and never wash their hands. And there's just clay everywhere. It's like you would think it's common sense, but some of these people—they're teenagers. Dude, it's like. What what grades are you, do you teach all four grades or what? Um, I'm currently sophomore through senior. Okay, you don't have freshman. That's good. Yeah, they've got to have art one before they can get in ceramics. That's um, good. Freshmen are the worst. I'll have a few freshmen. Freshmen but. are the my, my experience. Uh, my first couple of years, I taught like 3D art, which is like kind of art fundamentals, 3D focused, and uh-huh. oh my god, the freshman boys are like the lowest forms of life on a high school uh-huh. campus. High school yeah. boys, especially that first semester, they're like, we need to act out and pretend like we're cool and pretend yeah. like we're big, bad, big, bad dudes. And it's like, <laughs> freaking know your role and shut your mouth and just be a regular person. And not all of them are like that. And there are seniors that are like that, too. But yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. I only have 11th and 12th graders. And it's like, 
I wish I sometimes had kids for three or four years because I was one of those four-year ceramics kids. Yeah, right. And I would love to have a kid for like four years, but I'm also grateful I don't have to deal with like dumb freshmen all the time. Yeah. Are you like on a block so you see them every day, or do you see? Them I see them five days a week, five or like days. an hour a day, or not yeah. an hour. Like fifty. On Mondays we have like meetings in the morning, so on Mondays it's a late start day for them, and their classes are like forty-eight minutes, and then. Tuesday through Friday, it's um, like 56-minute periods. Right, right. I would love to be on a block schedule. And I'm the, believe it or not, I'm the department chair for the art department. Uh-huh. And I'm like one of the few teachers that like advocates for, uh, like, we should all go on block schedule. Because we, yeah, right. we did it for a minute, not a minute, we did it for like a couple weeks for testing in the spring. And I was like, oh, I thought it was great. And me and the science teachers were like, and the science department was like, Art and science love the block. Yeah. And then math and the the math teachers struggled because they're so, like, every day um, they have their thing. And, you know, our my district has been this way for so long that it's just, you know, I show up when I show up. I, I show up when they tell me to show up. I teach the classes they tell me to teach. They ask right. my opinion, I'll give it. But I'm not going to go try to change the world and, like, yeah. my schools. I get that. Um. Yeah, do you imagine, though, doing math for an hour and a half every day? Yeah, well, when we were doing blocks, we were doing, like, two-hour blocks. Oh, jeez. Because it was, like, you know, we were, like, 56 minutes a period. Oh, yeah. So they were doubling up those 56-minute periods, so that's almost, like, oh, two wow. hours. But for art, it was great, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, like, two two to three hours. It's, like, a college class, like, three hours a day, two days a week. But Yeah, exactly. Especially for art, like art and science, because it takes so much to set up and so much to clean up. So yep, part exactly. of their whole day is just preparing and, you know, tearing yeah. down. So you it's just time. Single day? Clean our wheels? Yeah. Yeah, I have them. I've kind of, in my experience, I just have, because only, they only throw for like 56, not even 56 minutes. They only throw for less than an hour. So it's not that super messy. I mean, I actually take it back. I have some kids who I'm like, how the hell did you make this much of a mess in like, <laughs> like in like 40 minutes or 30 minutes on the wheel? But you know, generally once they know what they're doing, if you've only been throwing for like 30, like 40 minutes, it's not that yeah. much of a. And I just have them use the bucket of water, their uh, like the bucket of water that they use, because that yeah. bucket of water was clean when they started. Yeah, yeah. So, like, use that bucket of water and use that to do, like, most of it. And then if you have enough time, like, go to the sink, rinse the sponge out, and when you rinse all the tools out, and then put it back. And I'm not the best at clean up, so I'm definitely not the, right. the cleaning master. Like, I should be more uh, diligent about getting my kids to be really good at cleaning up. But uh, it's 15 years, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, so... <laughs> That's one of my the first year I was teaching the uh, my colleague. She was like, "Dude, you're not worth shit for your first ten years, so don't act like it." Like trying to say like stop trying so hard to be perfect because you have ten like in ten years you're gonna know what you're doing, so like you're gonna be okay. And that was I like, think like five or six years. I think like six five six years. Once you've gone through, I mean, it's like that Matthew McConaughey thing. Like I get older, they stay the same age. Like you yeah. do the same routine every year. You have the same. Yeah basic curriculum the same age group you get older you get more experienced every year i mean i don't know how much flexibility you have to manage the curriculum and change it up and mix it up how you want but i imagine that most ceramics teachers are pretty much like 
you said, like, at the end of the art hall in the corner, like, making a mess, doing your thing. So, like, the great thing is you have the flexibility to change up the projects or change the way right. the same projects, like, different ways. Like, how do you want to do pinch pots? Like, yeah, you want exactly. to have, make, like, 20 pinch pots and then, like, smash them all up, practice? Do you want to have them make two or three perfect ones? Do you want to have them make five or six? I mean, there's, like, different ways to do it, and I've tried... I've tried the different approaches, and even this year, I'm like, uh, "What am? I, how are we gonna do it this year?" Like, right? Well, right. I don't know. That's it. It's if you do the same thing each year, you get bored for you. Like they don't know the difference, but I'd rather switch things up and see a different scene each year compared to the same, the same pinch pot assignment, the same coil, the same slabs. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like uh, standards where you're like, I know this is a good project, and I know that this is like. It's good to have a few in the bag. It's a few. Yeah. It's good to have a few of those. Like this is a jammer. I don't have to stress. I know I can bust this project out, and the kids will be into it, and they can do it yeah. every year. And it's like, and then, but I like the different approaches where it's like, how do I want to do slabs? How do I want to introduce slabs this year? Do I want to introduce it by they're gonna each make you know a plate, a bowl, and a cup? Do I want them to make a series of cylinders and like cut them up? Do I want to have them do cylinders and like slab cylinder cups and incorporate texture because you can i do a lot of like trying to like interweave the different processes within the basic stuff like i'm really right. into texture so i'm um, always like trying to introduce ways to like produce texture and right then, so yeah, i see just a flat pot or a flat vessel that they make with no texture on it whatsoever that's i incorporate so much texture in every lesson just because if you don't i mean they're going to take the easy way out and they just throw whatever together, and they're done with it. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things I try to, like, emphasize with my students, because I think a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of people get, in, students get intimidated by art, because they have these expectations, and it's like, I'm not creative, like, I'm not an artist. Right. It's like, weight on themselves, like, I'm not an artist, so I'm not going to be able to, like, because a lot of people have the misconception that art is drawing and painting. Yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, art. That means you, people are like, oh, you teach art? Yeah, I'm an art teacher. Oh, can you like draw really good? I'm like, nah, really. Like, I can draw good enough that if I had to teach a beginning drawing class, I could be like, contour line drawing, guys. Like, I know yeah. enough how to, I, I'll teach the shit out of perspective. Like, yeah. I got my vantage points. I got all that down, but I'm not like that kind of an artist. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I try to really emphasize with my students like how like patterns and textures and the elements of art, you don't have to be creative. Like you don't have to be creative to make a bunch of dots. You right. Know? You don't have right. to be like, oh, I'm so creative because I made a a bunch of lines that made like a nice little thing. And I know from my experience, when you kind of give students those tools of like use pattern and texture to kind of hide the fact that you're not creative. Yeah. It opens up their ability to kind of like get out of that like realistic art mm -hmm. and just get into like design through ceramics and stuff. And I feel that's from my experience, that's a good uh, approach that I do to all my students. And I have students that are like, I want to actually like do people or do like figurative stuff. Cause I suck right. at figurative stuff. I've gotten much better, but I'm like every year when it's time to start that uh, like figurative assignment, I'm like, Oh shit, we're going to do a bust. Like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I got a bunch of examples and I've done it enough 15 years. I've done it. I can the, the the figure and 
I've done all these projects, but so much of my personal art is like pottery. Like I just want to make pots. Right. So much of my teaching is like hand building and sculpture. So I have to like fake yeah. it. I mean, yeah, that's like the Potter's Wheel, man. That is like, I love the Potter's Wheel. That's my love. Yeah. So I want to have to teach this hand building stuff. And it's just like, man, let's just get onto the wheel and do something fun. So how many skills do you have? Uh, we have 21 in my class. And then how many are in a, per class? How many students per uh, class? Currently, my wheel throwing class is 16. Last year, I had 21. I had every wheel was full. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, yeah. so you have a separate wheel throwing class. Yeah, it's just strictly wheel throwing. Oh, that's cool. It's real sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I just have, like, beginning and advanced. Um, and home, as far as, like, hand building and wheel throwing. Yeah. Yeah, so, we have no ceramics. And then from there, they branch out. If they have, like, hand building, they go to advanced hand building. If they like the wheel or they want to try the wheel. Because I don't give it to them in art one or in ceramics one. So I've got 30 kids in ceramics one. I can't get everybody on a wheel for two weeks. Um, so that's, I mean, they see my special project, kids throwing. And that sparks their interest. And then they decide they want wheel or they want hand building. Um, so then they take that route. But pretty much the majority, if they go advanced, they take both. Mm -hmm. so that's and are those semester classes or year-long classes? Yeah, straight semester. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. They can kind of choose. Every single day, an hour and a half for one semester on the wheel. So they get a lot of time. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so interesting to me how different schools and school districts all over the country, how they, like, structure their – Ceramic, like the way your ceramics and the way your school district or your school does it, it's so it's so different than like mine. But we're still doing the same thing. We're still teaching ceramics, so that's what's just cool. And and there's so there, I mean, you can approach ceramics from 500 different ways. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They could go to you and learn totally different things um, than what they're getting in my class. So that's what's cool. Like it's a humongous, yeah. huge part of of, of art. And it's the most unknown to the outside world, I feel, because nobody really knows what's going on in there. And there's so many variables, and there's so many... The process is so complex. When you really break yeah. down the entire process from, like, digging, hypothetically, digging the clay out of the earth and processing yeah, right. it and getting all the way to, like, unloading it out of a kiln with all those materials that were also dug out of the kiln, out of the earth to make the glazes, like... It's insane, like, yeah. and then all the steps along the way and how it's easy to break, like, and there's so many possibilities with, like, it's, it's, miracle it's it amazing. Stuff all the way through both firings, and it's still in one piece. Yeah. And, and then I it's... Ceramics, all of a sudden, here come the Art One kids, and they walk in, they're like, oh, look at that sweet pot, and they pick it up and break it. It's like, what the hell, kid? Yeah. <laughs> teenagers. So. I'm sure the teenagers that you have in... Kansas and the teenagers that I have in Southern California aren't that much different. Uh, there's, there's... They're like teenagers are teenagers and they're like right. awesome. Like I really like the age, oh, but but I also understand the like challenges that come with it, but right. it's just getting them to kind of like, I think getting them to know like that, dude, I'm on your side. I want to be that supportive adult in your life that is like right. helping you become an adult. Because I feel like there's a lot of, I feel like, as a, I mean, this is like the unpopular teacher perspective, probably, but I feel like a lot of what they learn in school isn't important. Like, the content of what they learn isn't important. It's like learning responsibility, deadlines, accountability, collaboration, 
like being responsible and being accountable. Right. I mean, like you need to learn this information and memorize it so you can regurgitate it, or you need to learn this process because that's when you're an adult and you're working in the real world, like yeah. that's what you do. And then these like the new my school is really into Avid, which I don't know if if you're familiar with Avid, I don't know if that's a California thing, but there's all these like teaching strat kind of new teaching strategies, and so much of it is about collaboration, collaboration. And at first, right. as a ceramics teacher, I'm like, I'm so like, I know what I'm doing. All these dumb teaching strategies don't apply to me because I teach art, and it's different than so many of these other new strategies. Right. But the word collaboration consistently comes up in like the the dialogue of what we're getting from the district and it's like yeah in reality like collaboration is everything like you have to work with other people you have oh, to learn. so like getting your little collaborative groups within your classroom is like it's awesome how the, the dynamics of ceramics teach them so much for the rest of their lives of like uh, shit's hard you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna screw up you're gonna work really hard on something and it's not gonna work out the way you want it and you're gonna be disappointed and guess what you got to do like do it again like, dude dude and everything yeah every point of it you can relate to every part of life for the kids it's awesome yeah what are some of your what are some of the challenges that you've had as a teacher as a you know going into your second year uh i mean like i kind of compare it from like elementary to high school so like these kids i can have conversations with um but like i mean that also brings challenges of like home life because these kids man some of the kids like Holy crap, I had a great home life. Like, I had both my parents, you know, and, like, life was just pretty much on a gold platter for me, and I didn't even know. Yeah. These kids come, and they just, they spill everything, like, to you, just looking for help and love, which is pretty sweet. Because, I mean, like you said, we can be that figure for them that's going to constantly be there and not be pissed off at them daily. Yeah. I hated my parents in high school. I love my parents. But in high school, when I was at that age, I was like, my, I, I, very similar to you. I had a really good home life. My parents are together. They're still together. Like, they were very supportive. And still, as a rebellious high schooler, I was still like, shut up, mom. Shut up, dad. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. You know? And you have to have those adults in your life that can kind of help make sure that you're you're still doing things the right way, going in the right direction. So I know I try to be, because I've had some kids and. I teach at a very interesting school with a very uh, diverse group of students from different cultural and socioeconomic backgrounds. And it's like, I get yeah. everybody from, I, I live in a weird area kind of where it's yeah. kind of right. Like you can go any direction and you're in like a really like million dollar houses and like 30 people in an apartment. And it's in like yeah. a couple miles either direction. So, um, Hey, well, that's, that's the orange County for you. But anyways, yeah. yeah, like it's, 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 being that adult for the kids is such an important part of being a teacher that right, right. I don't think everybody quite understands if you, if you no, haven't thought. Um, so I know, you kinda, I know you kind of have the, the teaching part of it, and then you kind of have like a, a business part of your ceramics life too, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, I mean, kind of a lot of everything. Like on my Instagram, I kind of just try to stick with more of the arty stuff. Um, something that's different, but like we do all sorts of like, we have, for example, probably what we do the most of, uh, we call it kind of our advertisement line where we just make a basic, um, like one of these, like a basic, just 
don't know, I call it a classic mug, which has like a, a belly and a lip. Mm-hmm. And then we advertised. So this was like our, our fair was last two weeks ago. And so Harper County, that's where I live, just make a whole lot of these. And people buy the crap out of them. Um, so it's pretty cool. But then like it's starting to take off where like businesses want to advertise with mugs and they give mugs away um, like business cards. Yeah. We actually have a ton of that, which is amazing. Um, I never would have thought like in a little town, I live in a town of like 1,300 people. So I never thought it would be there. But yeah, the Internet's kind of changed the way you can do that. So, yeah, we, uh, we're pretty full time in the evenings. I'd say we're out here three to four hours and then pretty much every weekend. So, I'm cranking wife, them out. My wife stays and raises our kid, but while she's at home, she's like unloading kilns. She's sanding the bottom of the pot. Oh, that's awesome. Um, she's glazing. She's underglazing. She's doing it. She's starting to do her own stuff. That's awesome. Do these little ring bowls where she's making fruits. Oh, that's awesome. If you look, they're super detailed. That's great. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're sweet. And she's never had a ceramics class. She just watches me and starts. Well, I mean, she had you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably your probably your best student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm sure your kid will be like a, an amazing student. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Because I'm like, I'm like, cool. Like my kids are not gonna have a choice. Like, pops is gonna go out to the garage and do ceramics. If you want to hang yeah. out, like. Dad, today you're gonna be out in the, out in the shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's that? Your kids ever get into your pots and break them like that? Yeah. Yeah, and they broke in other people's pots. I just had, I just did an interview uh, last night actually with Nathaniel Sheets. Yeah, right. works with Works with Tim. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, me and uh, me and uh, Nathaniel did a trade like a year and a half or so ago, and my kid like totally destroyed his mug. I mean, accident, yeah. but you know, it's like I kind of like. Now I'm like, cool. All the mugs that we actually use on a daily basis are like my mugs mostly. Yeah. Like my seconds. So I'm yeah. like, whatever, like if they break, they break. I have a couple that are not mine that I use that are just kind of like good functional mugs that I've had for a while. And yeah. the nice things that I've had, like the trades I have, I have a little shelf and it's like yeah, I'll right. bust once in a while, but it's like I don't want to break I don't want my kid to break anymore because I have two and a four year old boys and yeah, no, yeah. For they're sure. crazy. Like, they're insane. Right. My little one is, he's wild. Like, he's little, we almost <laughs> named him George, and I wish we did because he's totally curious, George. Like, <laughs> climbs on everything, he gets into everything, and he's so happy and carefree about it. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's really? it's awesome. It's, it's, it's so awesome, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God. Like, all right. No, Another I, mess to clean up, kid. Like, yeah, whatever. No, that's like in our shops. So we have like we set it up so that it's a workshop and half of it. And in the back, I don't know, you can kind of see back there. Yeah. Very far back, there's like shelves where we'll we'll clean it out and do like a Christmas show. Or people will call and be like, "Hey, do you have something for a wedding?" So they'll stop in. So we leave it displayed pretty nicely. Uh-huh. And we'll be out here throwing and talking. All of a sudden, look and like the other day, my kid was holding a hundred fifty dollar bowl. And it's like, go, like, go put that down. If you yell, he drops it. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah. And we've got like a running total of how much stuff he's broke. So that when we start giving him allowances, we'll like make him pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll see Uh, if it comes through or not. So, um, 
I, maybe I'm I'm pretty sure when you were in Bolivia, you went there recently, right? You went back uh, in the summer? So being a teacher, like with our two month or three month um, break, we try to go down as often as we can. Yeah. So, I think we left the 4th of June and we got back the 24th of July. So and we then, were there about two months. And then you did some ceramics down there? Um, no, for a minute, I, or did you did you visit somebody that did ceramics down there, or? And we visited. There's a lady we visited way up in the mountain village. So we got married like so. Santa Cruz is a two to three million person city, um, kind of in the middle of Bolivia. And we got married in a little village up in the mountains, like three hours from there. Uh huh. So up in there, and there's like a lot of hippies from Argentina who move out there and. They go do their artwork and they sell their bracelets and everything in the in the plaza, and um, so we actually found one that does the sweet pottery. And I was I asked if she had a studio. Uh, she's like, I've never really invited anybody, but yeah, you're welcome to come. So we, and it was crazy. We had a drive way out into the like the woods, this forest, and then we had a and cars couldn't get past. We walked maybe I don't know 15, 20 minutes, and finally found this little entryway to her house. And, She'd built her house all basically out of mud and clay and had like wine bottles that she likes. Yeah. Adobe bricks. Like windows. It was, it was super cool. And she had built her own little wood kiln. It was probably a three cubic foot wood kiln. Wow. She was in like five or six hours. And uh, it had like these drafts and chimneys and everything. It was crazy. And she didn't have like any cone packs. I mean, she's just out in the out in the jungle, basically. That's amazing. And, yeah, so she was doing these ridiculous little pots and a lot of earrings. Um, but so they have these like you know Machu Picchu. Have you ever heard of that? Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. But then there's like uh, it's called a Fuerte de Semipata in um, Bolivia, where they say they're the cousins of the Incas there. And that's she's been hired by that group to recreate the pottery that they find. Wow. Um, like making this old ancient like pinch and coils and stuff because she doesn't have a wheel or anything yeah but the most symmetrical pots i've ever seen <sighs> amazing detail she doesn't use glaze she doesn't use anything it's just she'll mix her own underglazes she'll mix her own slips and all local materials i imagine yeah. right and digs her clay out there and it's amazing and then she'll sell them like we bought these sweet earrings for my wife and uh they were like i don't know bucks maybe it's like all that process for 10 bucks yeah it's crazy i mean that's a life down there too so yeah it's a different it's a different it's a different life than yeah, we, right. you know. oh but then we went out so uh so i've made friends with these guys who make bricks i make handmade bricks um so we were out there and it's the exact same process with any potter here i mean they dig their own clay it's everything they're just they're making square blocks of clay that dry in the sun they fire them they do a single firing, obviously. It's basically just bisque. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, uh, just from touching the bricks, I would assume they're hitting maybe like cone 02, maybe 04. Um, but they're firing like 63,000 bricks in a kiln at once. Wow. Mungus. I mean, I could fit, I don't know, maybe 50 of me inside. I'm a pretty good guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. So I've gotten to know them since when I was down there. Um, so every time I'm back down there, we go, I've been, we got married in 2013 and we've been back four times. Um, so we always go out and see these guys and they're awesome. Man. That's it's so cool. Crazy. But it's not, I mean, it's not pottery. It's nothing that I do, but it's the same process. It's I mean, the same thing. It's ceramics. Ceramics. Yeah. 
all the same firing, everything. So you can talk the same language. Yeah, exactly right. You talk clay. That's so cool to like have that to go see that kind of experience and kind of engage with people and connect yeah. with people on that level of like, you know, it's a universal language, you know. Right. right. No, I mean, and just walking back, that you feel like you're walking in ancient Egypt. Like, yeah, it sounds so cool. Yeah, and so I like tell them like, hey, I'm ceramics too, and they're like, oh really? So I pull out my Instagram and show them one of my like line mugs that I'm doing, and they're like, that's that's not clay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it is. So, and you explain under glazes, and, and I mean, they not, they understand glaze and stuff. They have, like, yeah. glaze that some of them use down there. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, they do their one thing. It's exactly what we do, but that's what they do. They make a life, and they just keep going at it. So it's it's super awesome to be down there with them and, and see their kilns fire in. And, yeah. It's, I can't wait to go do that stuff. I can't wait to go. I really want to go see that. So I'm mean, talking to somebody else about that, but I can't wait to go visit and yeah, see these yeah. different kind of these different cultures doing the same kind of thing. And right. now I want, and it's like it's cool. I mean, it'd be so cool if someday somehow like those guys could come visit you, right? Your studio, and you could be like, check this out, you know? And they could yeah. be like, oh, like look at that no, kill. No, no. Like, yeah. So the one guy, like the head guy that was down there, there's four four guys who went into business together and they bought this land and they built everything together. And like the head guy I got really close to, we actually, me and him traveled to Chile for a conference um, back in like 2012. So mm -hmm. we were down in Santiago, Chile. So we got to know each other pretty well. But I mean, these guys have lived way out in the sticks their whole life. And um, so I pulled out my iPad and I'm like showing him Google World and zoomed in and I showed him his kiln on Google World. And, oh my God. Or Google Earth. And he was yeah. like, holy yeah, like that. That's great. I mean, he couldn't couldn't believe it. I, it's hard to believe for us, uh, for me, you know. Like that's yeah, right. crazy when you think about like how much they're watching everything. They're watching everything. They're listening yeah. to us right now, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Skype lords are yeah. the Skype lords are are, are listening. Hi, Skype lords. Yeah. Or hi, hi, podcast lords. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we mean well in our ceramics world. We're just trying to. Beat chill, ceramics people. Yeah. No, but this head guy, so we decided he was going to come up. We had a group of, I think there was eight people who came up here for a church conference that we had. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried to get him to come along. So, like, to get your visa to come to the United States, you have to go apply, whatnot. And it's like yeah. a bus ride for him. And he went and he applied. And uh, you have to give your fingerprint. And so, and it's all electronic. So, he was putting a thing on they couldn't read his fingerprints because he'd worked with bricks so long he had rubbed oh, all his gosh and so that he couldn't come like they wouldn't let him in oh my gosh well then go back go back home don't work for two weeks grow your fingerprints back and come back so he did and that day the day he had his second appointment like all of the embassies in the united states had gotten hacked into and they canceled all their appointments and he was on that day so he didn't get to come oh my gosh Someday he'll come and he'll see it. And that's awesome. like the worst story I've ever heard. Well, not the worst story, but that's a bummer. Right. But I mean, right? He didn't right. get hurt or anything, or like that's just a. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, and then so like you kind of have this like awesome. I admit I'm pretty jealous. You seem to have a great like work, art life balance going. Of kind of like yeah, right. Very supportive kind of family life. That lets you guys okay. kind of do that. That's that's totally awesome. How do you like? 
and so I kind of did a little insta stalking of your Instagram, yeah, right, you know, yeah. and I and um, and I kind of feel like maybe a little bit like kind of how where I'm at is that it seems to me like you've been kind of like as an artist you've been trying to kind of like you've been working through some different ideas over the last couple years. Yeah, right, yeah. And then you have you kind of figured out. Do you like the direction that your stuff's going in, or are you changing directions, or? Yeah, really, I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, give me two seconds. I mean, so um, in Bolivia, like more people think of it as Peru, but like the ladies wear that um, the indigenous dress, where it's those bright colors, and it's in Bolivia and the Spanish of Bolivia, it's called aguayo. And so I'd been looking for something because I just did these basic, you know, two dip in the glazed mugs and stuff, where it was, you know, dip it in blue. Dipping yeah. green where it mixes boring, whatever, take it to a show and sell a lot of them because they're cheap. Yeah. Got to the point where, like, you know, I want to start, like, actually doing this. And I got on Instagram and you start, you know, when you when you graduate college and you don't have Instagram, you think there's, like, 10 people in the world that do pottery. Yeah. So, like, on top of the world. Then all of a sudden you start going to galleries and you see other people's stuff. And you're like, whoa, people actually do this. And, you know, I'm really not that good as I thought I was. Yeah. Then I don't know who got me on Instagram, but you get on there and you start seeing these people, and it's just like, dude, I suck. Yeah, so. good. I'm so, I'm so happy you said that because I feel the <laughs> same way. I've been doing this ceramic shit for ceramic stuff for since I was a freshman in high school in 1992. You know, yeah. and it's like a long time, and I'm like, I suck. Like, yeah, dude. I don't suck, but like, it's I'm like, there's people that have been doing it for just like a couple years. I'm like. You guys have been doing it for like two or three years, and you're already like doing cooler stuff than I've ever done. But it's cool. Like I'm still gonna do what I do, and be <laughs> crushed really quick when you see other people's kick-ass work, and you're just like, dang, like I really thought I was good and whatnot. But then, so I start thinking, like I've got to do something and step up this game. And I, I'd heard of underglaze, I didn't know really what it was. I mean, this is back when I was still teaching kindergarten art. You know, I'm doing finger painting, and, and yeah, and so uh, you know, so I get on Instagram, I start like searching people. And um, well, I found like what Companion Gallery, and everything there is pretty much made by Baby Jesus himself because it's so good. I, and, I uh, totally agree with you. Well, you know, and um, they had what was it way back in the day, like Iron in the Fire was. There. Yeah, the first materials-based show they did. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they're like, you have to apply. You're so good. And I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm dipping two two uh, glazes. There's no way I'm applying to this show. I've got to do something cool. Um, so I started working on these. Anyway, so these, like, aguayos, that cloth, my wife's like, you need to do that pattern. Like, there's nobody doing anything really like that. Um, and you need to do something with it. So I, I sat down and made, like, this was my very first one. Oh, it's so cool. You can see it. You know, I'm, like, thinking rock star status because it took me, I don't know, an hour, two hours for every cup. And I did a yeah. of, like, 20 of them. And so this was, like, a you know me, right? And then I made a matching mug. Um, uh-huh. So I made a lot of these, and I was pumped, and it was, uh, what, Rene Lapresti, the underglaze one? Uh-huh. Oh, man, I'm I'm so getting accepted to this, easy peasy, whatever. So I apply and get denied, and, like, my world crashes down, and I'm like, I still suck. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, you're like, what? Like, oh, these are awesome. And then, like, two years later, you look at them, or maybe it's been a year, and you're just like, dude, I know why these didn't accept it. Like, yeah. Didn't take your time. Like, you suck. So, yeah, so, I mean, the Aguayo mug is what we call it, and it's really taken off and gotten a lot cleaner, and 
doing an unglaze on the outside to keep the colors really vibrant. And then um, we're using like our Cricut vinyl cutter and doing like these white details. So this is like. Yeah, I was wondering how you got those not done so nicely. Yeah, so you just had a nice steady hand, but. Yeah, no, it's all it's all basically a stencil work that I create Photoshop and then cut it out on the Cricut and then it takes forever to put down. And I used the uh, what are they called? The stroking coats that are just a solid color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. I don't have any here. I'd show you. Um, it, so uh, yeah, those turned out pretty cool. And then I don't know. They take hours, and I'm I'm a fast worker, so it's really hard for me to sit down and waste five evenings doing these mugs. Yeah. And like one night I woke up, I don't know, two in the morning and had this like, oh, this is something I'm going to do. And it was the line mugs I'm doing now. And it was kind of like still the same kind of like cloth, but somebody explained it. Like I didn't have the words to explain it, but somebody was like, perfect. It's kind of like the end where it's been hemmed, but like the little fibers or yeah, stitches. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. threads. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or like the back of a quilt or a cross. Yeah. So, yeah, it's still, like, the fiber stuff that we're going for, like, cloth, uh -huh. but, like, these loose ends. And then my eventual, eventually, I want to do, like, so the background of this is, like, a turquoise. Do, like, a mix of turquoise and then do the lines of all the different colors and blend the two ideas together. Mm, uh, that's cool. So, we're working on that, whatever. And then, what was it? The cobalt came up. Mm -hmm. I threw some blue lines on it, and I got accepted, so... Just shipped those off last week, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's funny. I just put I got some of my sneaker miles accepted, so yeah, that's awesome. I put the I just dropped those off yesterday in the mail. Yeah, right. So, but I don't hey, know, our like, mugs will, our mugs will see each other there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's sweet to be accepted as something so big like that, and like I mean, show with with people that everybody knows. But like the coolest thing I think that ever happened was getting denied because it made me want to kick more ass and like get better. And so now when you get accepted, it's like, I hope this isn't my pinnacle, you know? Like, I want to keep... No way. <laughs> no, yeah, I've uh, I've been applying. I think about a couple years ago, I started kind of getting a little more serious and applying. And, yeah, I've applied to the... I have applied to the last call, like, the last two years. And I've gotten denied both times to the last call show. But then oh, I did yeah. get accepted to the the copper show and the underglaze show and the oh. um, this last one. So... Yeah, I mean, I've gotten quite a few rejections from a bunch of galleries all over the place, and it's like I always, I always tell my students because we have some like scholarships we do where it's like, or like art contests, and I tell them I'm like it's art contests suck because they're subjective and it's based on yeah. one or two people or three people's opinions, and they have their own hangups, their own background, their own life experience, and I'm sure they try to be as objective and as fair as they can be, but at the same time. I tell the kids, I'm like, you might do something and it's got a, a, a bee on it, right? Right. Well, when that person was a kid, they got stung by a bee and they don't like bees. So people make weird associations or like maybe they don't like blue. Maybe they were triggered by something. So it's like if you don't get accepted, if you don't win art-related things, it's like right. it's well, whoever the judge, it was their opinion. It's not a like a score. It's not like a, oh, like. It's nothing you can really quantify, winning or losing. So it's like whatever you, you just keep applying and. Right, right. Yeah, that's that is what. So that came up right, and it was due like July nineteenth, and I was gonna be in Bolivia, and we were leaving June fourth, so I had to like crank that stuff out in May and take pictures and get it all done, and 
and I wanted to apply like Charlie Cummings had the, the yeah the that? five one yeah right and it just doing it all from South America like it just got to be too much so I just I just did companion and and I don't know from here we'll go on and see other shows and see what happens I don't, that's there's uh, only there's plenty of shows time. actually I'll I'll uh I'm gonna do it right now I'm gonna add you I'm in this little group with me and some of my other ceramics friends yeah right. Just mainly post uh, like open call for entries. Yeah, for sure. I'll add you to the. It yeah, used to be. It's called. It says OC ceramic artist, but it's not just OC ceramic artist. It's getting fuller. It's, it's becoming a little broader. Well, I'm the one inviting other people, but whatever. It's all for. Um, it's all for. Uh, like jury shows around the country, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always see them. I'll see the advertisement on Instagram, and, and I'll screenshot it, and then eventually I'll lose the screenshot, and I forget. Yeah. Well, now you can go back on all the – it'll be saved on a chat, so. Oh, sweet. I yeah, just right. added you, so welcome welcome, yeah. to, oh, welcome to OC Ceramic Artists. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, some open, there's some open call for entries next month in September oh. for a couple shows, so. Oh right, yeah, great, yeah, that's a good. So list. yeah, that's where I just I just go check there and so. Yeah, I just saw this Mark Arnold one last night too. Yeah, yeah, so it's a good little central place to keep the stuff and. Yeah right. Cool. Yeah, great. Um, do you have uh any? You have any great ceramics disasters or injuries? Um. That are that are worth talking about or. I'll have hundreds of them, right? Just like. Which ones are worthy to talk about? Yeah, so um, I guess like the first one I really remember was uh, my senior year doing that thesis, doing those tiles. I decided to do this one. So I did, I don't know, like six different pieces. And they were usually three tiles or six tiles that came together. And um, I wanted to do one that really like jumped out at everybody. So I did it with 32 tiles. So it was eight feet across and like a piece of plywood, eight feet wide. Oh, I four. And it was two kids' heads from Haiti, um, and it was super, super cool. And I was so pumped about it. And, you know, you, you always wait the last minute. So I fired, like, two days before we had a hang and um, opened the kiln. It was all reduction fired with iron oxide. There was no glaze or anything. Opened the kiln and every single tile of one kid's face, so like half of it, I don't know, 16 tiles. They didn't blow up, but they were cracked in half. Oh. Like the worst thing in my life because my my instructors have been like, you shouldn't do this. You need to stick to something you know, whatever you know that story. And all of a sudden, here's my whole thing with two days ago, just broke. And it, I mean, it killed me. But then, like, I don't want this to sound bad because it was an awful disaster. Like, I was in Haiti two months before that huge earthquake, right? Oh. Opened a hospital and kind of a free hospital and whatnot. Um, so I got to know a lot of people through that. But that earthquake destroyed that hospital and, you know, all these people's lives. So I, I pulled this out and I put it together. It still went together, but ah. it had crap everywhere. And my friend came and he's like, dude, Haiti just got rocked by this earthquake. And basically, this is kind of showing how your piece represents the earthquake, dude. Like these people's lives just got shattered, just like your piece. But they're still coming together to make one oh, big wow. comeback. So, you know, you write that in your artist statement, and everybody was just like, dude, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> Home run. 
Still gives me goosebumps talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I got goosebumps. I'm sad thinking like, wow, this earthquake saved my art project and it ruined everybody's lives, but you know. Well, it was good that you were able to make the most out of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You made the most out of two bad situations. I mean, in in the big grand scheme, like, your situation wasn't that big of a deal compared to, like, an earthquake. Yeah, exactly. That's still your world and your life, and that's all you can really worry about in a lot of ways is, like, your consciousness and your world. So that messed with your – I mean, yeah, I can imagine the amount of – I mean, that's, like, the worst feeling in the – not the – there's worse feelings, but that opened that kiln feeling, and Uh it's, like – a thousand percent not what you wanted to do and you have a show coming up like it's like oh my god like i've completely failed i'm a complete failure and i suck and i'm like what are my instructors for what is anybody gonna say like do i have to start over do i have to do it again is this gonna set me back a semester told you so man like you didn't know what you're doing and you just blew it yeah i told you so but like the thing the cool thing was like it was my piece but like now that i'm a teacher I'm firing students' pieces, and like last year we had a huge. It was it was freaking awful. So it was it was our last project. Their final and advanced hand building, and they had to build a self portrait that they were not in. So I had to represent them, their life, and all this stuff, but not just be a best of themselves. Symbolically. Yeah, right. And so like I gave them. It was like three or four weeks, and I said our last day of wet clay is this day because we have to dry, we've got to fire, we've got to do all this stuff. And um, they came and they're like, Mr. Shu, like, we didn't get done. We, and they're really cool. We want to finish. And I'm like, here's the deal. Yeah, you can finish. You can fire it how it is and it's going to work. Or you can finish it, take it home, and we can try to, like, soak it in the kiln for everyone. Up. So I had four, like, sweet sculpture. Like, they were, they were super well done. And uh, we put them in and I soaked them for 55 hours and just did a fire. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the last day of school. They were going to come out the last day of school and basically have time to, like, iron oxide them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opened the kiln that Monday morning, and I've never seen so many tiny pieces of ceramic that it just blew to hell. Like, it was the worst explosion. And then they come in so excited. Like, this one girl had a cat that, I mean, she could have she could have won some college scholarships with this cat. And, like, I feel like I blew the crap out of it. And it's like... I mean, I know it wasn't my fault, but it was my fault because I pushed start, right? So. Oh, it was electric kiln? Yeah, it was just electric. Uh-oh. So, I mean, you can't really explain that to a kid good. I mean, they Yeah. Can. But the worst part was they were four girls and, like, the tears flooded. And then it's, like, even worse. <laughs> but, you know, it happens. That's in the gut, man. Yeah, it sucked. Like, I still <laughs> feel so, like, Monday... No, what was it? Last Friday, because they went to K-State on Sunday. So Friday, they actually came back and saw me before they went to school. She's like, remember my cat? I'm like, yeah, I remember. Like, how how would I forget? So Yeah, you'll never, you'll never forget that. You'll never forget those four kids. Yeah, exactly. At least, so. you know, especially that your first year, like. Right, right. That's a good, that's a good first year story, you know. Yeah, I mean. And it the whole two semesters with nothing really, and then just blew it my last day. So, what, what welcome, can you do? Like welcome to ceramics. <laughs> welcome to ceramics. Ceramics is hard. Welcome, welcome yeah. to ceramics. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we're about an hour, a little over an hour in. Um, do you uh, have any uh, plugs or uh, do you have any? Uh, you got some workshop or uh, not workshops, but some pop-ups coming? Um, yeah, locally? We start September 14th, and we're solid through October 14th every weekend. So we've got. Um, we're starting out at my house. We actually, so a friend of mine wanted some pumpkins made a couple years ago, and I never threw enough a pumpkin. I didn't know how to do a pumpkin on a wheel. So I made like five of them, and they went nuts. And uh, that was three years ago. And so now, on September 14th, we're actually doing a ceramic pumpkin patch in our backyard. Oh, cool. I make, I've got a, I just counted, but when, when uh, before you came, came on Skype, I got 143 of them made. Uh, well, like, you know, just... This guy is just drying away right here. Oh, wow. So it's pretty sweet on the back shelf. So we've got that coming up. And uh, I don't know. It's like, it'd be awesome if people in Kansas listen to this, but I don't know how many. Yeah, people. you never know. So yeah. I don't yeah. know. People are listening to it. I mean, not a lot, but I mean, the one I dropped yesterday already has like a hundred and one. I mean, to me, it seems like a lot, but I dropped one yesterday for Becca Otis. And yeah, right. it already has 127 listens, Whoa. which to me, that seems like a lot. Dude, that's legit. Like, if I get 127 likes on a post in a day, I'm like, hell yeah. That's how I feel. And it's <laughs> like, well, I don't know if people listen to the whole thing, but they at least maybe listen to part of it. And it's like, people seem to, yeah, so it's weird. Yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you never know who's listening to it. You know, you never know there might be someone in Kansas that's listens to it. But where they could, you got all the dates and dates and places are on your website. Yeah, yeah, www. Uh, dot com. And, and that's uh, linked in your profile, right, on Instagram. Yeah, and Facebook. Or on Facebook, and it's what Isaac Isaac Shoe is art. Yeah, Isaac Shoe is art. Yeah, is art. Is. Cool. I'll be sure to link it down. I'll be sure to link it in the or post it in the description and yeah, right on man. Thanks. So cool. Yeah, uh, companion, yeah, that show coming up what, September seventh. Is that when it, the opening is? The opening is yeah. I don't know when it goes live online, but yeah, it's probably cool. like the day or two after. I think. Right. I think if the opening, I don't know. I'll post it. I'll figure it out and post it so yeah there'll be some sick cups there so. yeah i know i i you went to NC, I, you went to Encica last year right yeah right yeah, that was my first year yeah yeah and then i know they had their did you go to the companion gallery yeah the collaborative you know? yeah that's yeah. to me that seems like the coolest show yeah it's the best part of Encica by like far. that the collab, the collaboration is the to me that's the coolest new thing that i've seen more right. of Right. And then the way that artists and the kind of companions, they're just killing it. Like, I agree with you. They are the, everything's touched by sweet baby Jesus. Like, everyone there is like the coolest kids on the block. Right. And like, nice. Like, I walked in there and first dude I saw was Mike Snelly. And I'm like, shaking. I'm like, dude, there's Mike Snelly. Yeah. Up. I'm like, what's up, Snelly? And he goes, uh, my name's Mike. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Mike. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mike. <laughs> cool and we talk and whatever and now he like likes my posts on instagram and yeah he's super yeah women you know and they talk to you and it's cool they're superstars but they're awesome yeah but they're just like us yeah, they're, exactly. just, they're just people yeah. that like clay and ceramics and make pots and right 
But yeah, I can't wait to go. I'm planning on going to Enseca this year in Richmond or next year in Richmond. And like, I definitely want to, that's definitely at the top of my list would be to go see the companion stuff. Oh, yeah. And then I think one of my ultimate personal goals would be to to be in be one of their artists and to be invited oh, to be yeah. in that to be in that collaborative show that would be like right a huge check mark off my list to be like oh. oh I'm actually considered like that's kind of one of my goals is to get to that get into that group of cool kids and yeah I want to sure. sit at I can sit at that table at lunch <laughs> you know what I mean? that's right and they're all super cool and you know I've I uh, Eric Eric Bottle, like we, he's uh, liked a couple of my things. I'm like, oh, oh, cool. He liked my <laughs> thing. That's awesome. Like, oh, 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 oh thanks. Cool. Yeah, so it's right. like super dorky, you know. It's super dorky, yeah. but we're, that's you know, we're I feel like we're both kind of at a similar level of like we're trying to hustle on the the art game, and yeah. we're still hustling with our kids and our wives and our teaching careers and. And we're babies, you know? We got so much... I got a long way to go, so... Exactly. Super, super exciting. Cool. Well, I'm going to hit this button, and I'll see you on the other side of it. And thanks for being a guest. Isaac Chu on Play the Four-Letter Word. Hey, thanks for watching or listening to my episode with Isaac Shu. It was really cool to talk to another high school ceramics teacher and kind of talk shop. Uh, I really liked the conversation I had with Isaac, and I hope to have more conversations with other high school ceramics teachers in the future because I feel like there's a lot of uh, ideas that we can bounce off each other and just strategies and philosophies and also interesting to learn how different schools and districts and states do things slightly differently. Um, school started last week, and to be perfectly honest, I'm slightly overwhelmed with life right now, and I have uh, too many balls juggling, or like I like to say, I have too many, I have too much food on my plate, and I'm unable to eat it all, so there might be a little bit of d delay in the next episode. Um, I'll try my best to get one out next Tuesday, but I'm, to be perfectly transparent and honest, I think I might be uh, two weeks out from the next one. Um, but I am going to continue to make these uh, podcasts and continue these episodes and continue to have some interesting conversations with some new friends and some old friends. Um, the shirts have been ordered and are being processed. So if you've ordered a shirt on uh, ryanwrightceramics.etsy.com or if you've seen it on the Claire's a Four-Letter Word Instagram or my own Instagram, um, they've been ordered and they're being produced and I should have them ready to ship out in the near future. I did order some extras, so as soon as I get them in stock, I will be listing the ones that I do have on my Etsy shop, and I will be sure to make some announcements for that. Um, like, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you can. Um, speaking of reviews, I got some cool, interesting reviews that some listeners uh, have uh, decided to list on iTunes, so I thought I'd share them with you. Uh, first one is from Smudge Cat. Uh, and it, the title is Disturbing. One star. Unnecessary to drop the F-bomb every five minutes. The fact that the host is a school teacher and confesses to know little of ceramic history and theory and swears like a trooper is quite frankly disturbing. Such a shame that the subject of ceramics gets sullied with this podcast. It doesn't even deserve one star. 
well, thank you for your honest and perfectly constructive review. Um, I will like to just defend myself a little, is that I do know quite a bit about ceramics, uh, ceramics history and ceramics theory. I teach high school ceramics to a somewhat urban uh, community, and I have learned how to teach ceramics in a more practical, hands-on sense to my students, and I don't spend an inordinate amount of time focusing on uh, history. I try to give them a, a cultural context of why we do ceramics. I give my students some um, historical context about how ceramics has helped develop cultures and develop societies and agriculture and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely do not spend hours and hours and hours on lecturing my teenage high school students on theory and history. I'm more of a practical, hands-on, get your get dirty, work hard, make mistakes, learn to love clay, learn to love ceramics, and from a more hands-on perspective. So I apologize if you're uh, if you don't like my language. I try not to purposely drop f bombs every five minutes, but I also have learned to. Um, just be myself and not filter myself and try not to be as uh, I just try to do me as the best I can. I'm 42 years old and if you're disturbed, don't listen. That's the cool part about our society. You don't have to listen. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to listen. You don't have to like. You can give me one star and it's going to stop me from doing it. I got another uh, review from Bees Tone and this one uh, the title is Bummer. Two stars. I was happy to see another streamer's podcast, but it's nearly unlistenable. The host says like 20 times, counted it, in less than two minutes. Seems he has no questions lined up to ask the guests and talks over them constantly when they do try to speak. Interrupts guests to tell his own stories and the upspeak question voice coming from an adult professional over 40 makes no sense. Well, again, I'm sorry that my style and my personality is not for you. I bet you you're probably not my kind of person anyways, because yes, I'm an adult professional. I've been teaching high school for 16 years in the, in the class, 17 years in the classroom, 15th year at the high school I'm at now. I taught a year, a little bit outside of where I'm, I, I teach now just because I needed a job. But um, yeah, like, sorry if I say like too much. I'm not a professional podcaster, and I'm just trying my best to... Bringing the Stramics community together from the garage, from my garage and my super minimal setup. So if you don't like it, don't listen. Um, I'm not for everybody. Not everybody's for me. We all have freedom of choice and freedom of self-expression. And this is me, and this is how I do it. And I'm not going to stop doing it because two people on the internet say I suck and I'm unprofessional and that I'm a disturbing and disgraceful person. So, uh sorry but not sorry because this is how i roll so anyways i totally appreciate those of you that have been listening and my loyal listeners um i do have a couple good reviews i got one from hill surfer and it just says quite proper five stars thank you hill surfer and i got another one from mike fx who was my guest in episode this was episode three or four i'm not quite sure but uh conversations about clay and more Mike says, I enjoy the laid-back conversational style that drifts from clay and ceramics to influences music, movies, and life. Not your run-of-the-mill mill ceramics podcast. I'll stick with this one for a while and see where it goes. Thanks, Mike, for the review. Um, I really do appreciate the uh, any reviews I get. Uh, even if it's not 
totally positive. I definitely will take those uh, reviews and the comments. Uh, I'll, I'll listen. I'm going to listen to anybody. But at the same time, I'm not going to change myself or my style or my personality because of, uh, you know, someone's opinion. I will definitely listen, though. So I do appreciate any uh, constructive criticism I get. But I like to, to use constructive criticism, not just criticism for criticism's sake. But that's the culture we live in. And we like to, you know, pile on and, you know, be super critical of everything and everybody. And that's 2019. Um, so anyways, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you want. Just Google it and it comes right up. Um, you can send me a DM at Clay's a four letter word on Instagram. And I have some more stickers. Um, special thanks again to Isaac Shu for being my guest and my wife and kids for putting up with me. Try to get a new episode out next Tuesday, but I'm kind of running behind and I'm a little overwhelmed. So it might be a couple weeks until I get the next one out, but I will do my best. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ryan Reich Ceramics, and you can follow at Clay is a at Clay is a four letter word on Instagram as well. It's on Facebook as well, but I'm not posting much on Facebook. It's just linked to everything on Instagram. I will be posting any questions or questions, listener questions for guests in on my stories. So if you see it on my stories, uh, maybe you can do a you can participate in this as well. Um, Again, my name is Ryan Reich, and thanks again to Isaac for hanging out with me today, and thanks to all of you guys for watching and listening on Plays a Four-Letter Word. Peace.